people, your dreams have now been fulfilled. Get your ass up and let's get ill. That's right, y'all. We more than rough. We're calling you bluff. And when it comes to Like dark better caps, they on stairs. While we rocking it, I rockin' it. Like a little wall inside the spray can. Providing three coats for both child, woman, and man. God bless the guard, lady streets, wall of wall it go. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yo, you got popped like a flick by that rivalry click and win. Welcome back, everybody, to the South Congress podcast fan by fan show, reviewing and recapping NBC's Emerald City. Um, again, this is episode two of Emerald City, entitled "Mistress, New Mistress," and uh, the the guide says. The wizard sends it sends guards to kill Dorothy. Meanwhile, the witch's powers, witch's power intensifies as the wizard loses control. And Tip and Jack seek a cure in the city of Ev. So you've got the continuation where they left off last week with Tip turning into a girl somehow, he, and him not understanding that. We've got Dorothy and Lucas, uh, the scarecrow, still on their. Uh, on their journey, she thinks she can still get to Emerald City and get helped by the uh, by the wizard, and she realized the wizard wants her dead. Uh, so yeah, so we got a few few storylines to, to talk about, and uh, this this recording, this episode certainly will not be as long as last week. So thanks for anybody who's stuck in there the entire entire two hours and fifty minutes, fifty five minutes of last week's premiere episode. Uh, before we go any further, I am Travis Bryant, your host, and uh, joining me again is uh, my main man from Pittsburgh, Rich Fan. Richard, what's going on? Not much, not much. Watching this Dallas game in the background with the Packers, and just a little production note: it is it is episode three because remember we had That's a right. two-parter. Good call. So that I guess that answers my question. So there are seven episodes left then. At this Correct. point, yeah, I was hoping, I was hoping against hope that they were going to just consider episode one last week's premiere one episode. But even in the in the guide, it said uh, it had two titles: the beast, the beast uh, within, or something, and then something else was uh, the name of the other the other episode. So, uh, no luck. Seven weeks to go. Still more than enough time. Ten hours is. As Game of Thrones uh, proves every year, or most years, that you can get a lot done in 10 hours. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I have the thing on pause in the background, and it's the ad for this week's, or not for this week's, but it's a general, a generic kind of, uh, um, you know, critics call this the, the, the show of the new show of the year, whatever. But it's, yeah, Game of Thrones meets eyes and that's from screener tv and i think fortunately and unfortunately it's going to get game of thrones comparisons i think it's it's inevitable i don't think you can avoid 
uh, Game of Thrones comparisons. I mean, anytime you're talking knights and stuff, people with swords, that's just the current pop culture go-to reference. Yeah, and I think I think like you, it's unfair mainly because before that, if you said knights and wizards and all that, you would think maybe Game of you wouldn't think Game of Thrones. You might think King Arthur. You might think Lord of the Rings in terms of movies. So it's it, this isn't a situation where it's a genre that hasn't been explored before. But in the case of Wizard of Oz, I think you should give it a little bit more credit, especially with the creative, uh, as we'll get into with even Tip, the creative licenses they're taking to kind of show things that haven't been shown before, on television at least. What, what do you mean What's as far as not being shown? Well, we've seen things like Bosom Buddies. We've seen a lot of, like, outside of something like Transparent, we haven't seen in a fantasy setting someone oh, that guess. has the, the gender issues that Tip is showing. Sure. Yeah, and it's not being played for laughs. Like, that's... Right. Yeah, like a Bosom Buddies or any kind of other mainstream network TV uh, thing. I don't watch all of us on NBC, but I know they deal with a ton of, like, hot-button issues, and they do them, like, treat it really well and, 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 and do it in a respectful and also entertaining way. But I don't think... I don't watch it again, but I don't think they have a a, a trans. Uh, they, I'm sure they probably have your, a traditional gay storyline. Again, I, I, I I've never seen it because I know they deal with body body issues, and you know there's a there's a character on there who's this successful. I think he's a lawyer or something, black dude, and he's deal he's you know he's a black guy in America, and he's dealing with that kind of stuff just. Um, so a lot of a lot of issues, but I don't think they go there with the with the trans stuff. So you might be you might be right. This might be the widest audience. This kind of an issue, even in a roundabout way, because it's not it's not what you think of in our society, or if you were you know non fantasy real world stuff. If you were to think of a trans storyline, it would be. One person choosing to be, or or accepting, like, oh, well, this isn't me. I'm going to be who I am, who I feel, how I feel on the inside. And it would be a story about that. This is, like, some unforeseen, I, what's happening to me, kind of. Uh, other people made the choice for her. Right. She's not making the, so typically, in, in, in most stories dealing with trans issues, it's the person dealing with their own, I, I, crises of identity and making choices to be who they want to be this is for tip she was you know being a boy was or or being a girl now is being forced and thrust upon her uh, in, an un, right. in a bit of an unfortunate <clears throat> unfortunate way so yeah but but a very good episode a very good follow-up to the uh to the premiere some good action some good storyline forwarding um your overall impressions of the of the episode before we get into uh, uh, scene breakdown? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought there was a lot that they explored and dropped as far as information, and it kind of confirmed some things we were surmising in the first two episodes. And overall, it sets the stage for a pretty interesting trip in terms of her journey. 
Yeah, I, I I'd agree. They. Uh, yeah, this is definitely your kind of quintessential journey story. Like, we need to get, we're here and we need to be there. Or we need to find this this item, this MacGuffin, whatever, whatever the issue is. This is combining a lot of those classic uh, fantasy quest kind of tropes. Uh, but in a, in a good way, not in a tripe kind of trite kind of you know typical way either it's like you know good stuff some good solid well paced storytelling so far so alright let's uh let's get into things they open with a uh a previously on which they have 30 seconds or whatever to you know, cut up and edit and get you get you caught up and kind of <laughs> recap two hours into you know thirty forty seconds. Thought they did a thought they did a real good job. In case anyone didn't see last week and is just catching up uh, or just catching on to the show, uh, to give you an idea of what you missed and um, yeah, a good little video package to start the episode. Uh, they open uh, with uh, episode three. With Dorothy and Toto, uh, kind of lying in the grass, in the sand, asleep, uh, curled up with each other, and they're woken up violently by a gunshot, just shaking awake. Uh, Toto looks around, gets a gets a bead on where it's coming from, and he's off like a light. And she, Dorothy follows right behind, and it's Lucas, shirtless on a beach, and with with Dorothy's gun. And he wants to know what it is or what's it called. She tell him, tells him it's a gun. Uh, you shouldn't have that. And he says, "I'm not sure anybody should." So you getting? I your- like the shade that he throws out, where he's like, if, "At least if I have a sword, I got to get you with it." This is like no, no, no. The line was, "At least to kill someone with a sword, you have to work at it." Meaning you have to be a decent swordsman. Yeah, it, that doesn't take into a account of someone that's not armed with a sword or you're sneaking up behind him but his point is 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 made he can't just put a sword in uh some idiot's hand and he can't he can't do but so much damage especially against someone who's skilled he's not gonna do any damage most likely uh and it's just your typical left-wing liberal NBC fake news media with their, with their, you know, getting in their cheap shots at the Second Amendment. I don't think anyone should have this. Mm-hmm, I think everyone should have their own uh, sword. Brave I think that should be a new this. amendment. Yeah, why not? <laughs> just everybody's crowded around and, you know, subways, car, and the elevators and stuff. It's, Everybody's got a sword. Everybody's yeah, got Highlander a Amendment. <laughs> Honor to uh, to uh, protect, you know, slapping people with gloves across the face. Bring that back. I'm, you know, I'm down. For real. That's funny. I was. Uh, you mentioned that slapping people with gloves. It. <laughs> a friend of mine is a minister, mm-hmm. and she was talking about how. In the Bible, it says, turn the other cheek, and people have been for, I guess at this point, centuries, misinterpreting that quote, because culturally at the time, that meant turning it to prevent them from hitting you again. 
and get into Dip, a combative stance. Like dipping the punch? No, like if they strike you, you turn so you put yourself in a defensive stance so they can't do it again. Not turn and say, thank you, sir, may I have another? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that jibes with the whole going and flipping tables over the moneylenders, kicking them out of town, right. and, you know, flaming sword mouth Jesus. You know, it's like eight different versions of Jesus in the in the Old Testament. Uh the old testy. I don't think that's how it wants to be referred. Oh, Jesus! Oh, sorry. Watch the game. I'm gonna keep it right. Gonna keep it right. So, Lucas throws throws his shade, throws out his liberal propaganda with the gun control message, subliminally uh, brainwashing the masses. You know. Um, But yeah, so they have words, and he's he's saying that you know I'm one man with a sword. There are thousands of us, but no one of no one's better than the other. With this, he's talking about the gun. You're terrifying. Like you're way more terrifying than all of us with swords. With this, and then he gives her the gun, and she takes it and gives him his sword, and she saw right, it. She's got a still... look of trepidation, and and like she's like kind of looks scared, but also looks like. She knows, like, yeah, you're right. And also, she's in a position where she just browbeat him in the previous episode about him not getting off the old woman when he when he was going for just basically a murder death kill on her. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm going to go ahead and say that's a bunch of crap because that's two different situations. Like you psychoing out on some lady is different from me having a weapon. Weapon, having it. I ain't use it. I ain't shot nobody. I got it. Oh, but he, he used it to shoot the the, the wit east shoot herself in the face. Yeah. Okay. No, well, she the witch shot herself. She didn't do use any powers or anything. So so a gun didn't kill her. She killed her. No no no. Sure, with the gun, right? But what's that? Yeah. Got so to, so. But what's that I'm got to do you, with the, when did they before we filmed this episode? When did the gun lobby get the check to you? Did it clear before or after you hit record? Listen, that's all I'm asking. Look, he I mean he could he he could just be like you know what you should have left us in that spell or whatever the witch west uh, witch east had us in you know you didn't have to do that like no he's he's not complaining that he's alive and well and free and walking of walking around of his own volition. But she was complaining that he used the sword and went UFC on the old woman, even though she was about to drop whatever that liquid was down her throat. Well, she had a bunch of leaves and twigs and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Some kind of herb cocktail. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't. I knew it wasn't going to be like a, a a woodsy roofie or something, the way she was trying to take him out with this tea. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. No, that, that old lady... I mean, if anybody deserves to die, it's somebody who's trying to kill you. I mean, we've been having this argument for a month now that if someone's attacking you and trying to kill you, you have all the right to defend yourself and put a hole through them. And, you know, uh, Lucas put a, put a hole through that lady and then, again, went extra with the, with the, with the jug. <laughs> but she'll be back. She's going to get her revenge. We talked about her last week at the end. You know, not necessarily being dead. Uh, so anyway, on the beach, they're finishing up their conversation. She gets the gun back. 
and then they hear some some ruckus uh, over the over the uh, hillside. They go and investigate, and it's a a wagon trail of circus people. So there's animals and jugglers and just what you're used to in an old western or early 20th century setting with the circus traveling across the country on the trains. This was just a wagon trail of circus stuff. Again, animals and jugglers and set pieces and that kind of thing. So, in a, in a, in a bit of a yada yada, they kind of get onto this, this wagon trail of the circus people. They didn't ask. They didn't show them asking, hey, can we, you know, they didn't thumb a ride? Nothing. They just show them coming across this wagon trail. And then the next scene, they're in the thing talking to this lady. And and they're moving. Did it strike you as a bit peculiar or did it not even cross your mind? No, it, it, it struck me as a bit presumptuous on their part. And so when they were, you know, dropped dime on them to the Imperials, I completely understood because if someone just randomly jumped in the back of my car at a red light and was like, be cool, <laughs> it's all I good. would not it's be all cool. Good. Nah, nah, chill, chill, chill. It's chill. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> just keep driving. Just keep driving. You got the gun? You got the sword? No, no see. Yeah. No, you're right because eventually, okay, so they're asking, they're talking to the old lady and they look out the window, and Dorothy asks, what's that? And across, up in the distance, it's a castle with a giant storm cloud over it, with, uh, with a, uh, you know, tornado-type deal coming, coming out of it. And she asks, what's that? And she's like, oh, and some of the juggler, I think, is like, uh, Oh, it's the, it's the, uh, which of the, which of the East, um, keep, and the mistress of the Eastern wood, most merciful and stern, the old lady says, is dead, and then, and she says, she controlled the weather, now it mourns for her, which was a nice little, like, oh, okay, and then Lucas asks, how she died, old lady says, she was murdered. And Dorothy just has the... I mean, if anybody's paying attention, they're like, oh, Dorothy killed her. Because <laughs> Dorothy had the most... Oh, that. Oh, I did that. L- like, worried look on her face. And then eventually the wagon trail comes across the... Uh, the wizard's guard. Yep, Roman Reigns 2.0. Yeah, Eamon and his squad. And he makes them halt. And then we finally get our uh, follow-up on Tip and Jack, and they're still in the woods. And Tip is off in another world, just, you know, she's dealing with dealing with uh, what she's dealing with. And Jack's like, hey, you know, have you decided what you want to do? She's like, what, you mean about waking up a girl? I, I don't know. Uh, wh- is there anything I can do? Please, you know, let me know if there is. And he says, you know, we can't, we can go home, uh, or we can, uh, and she says, no, and says, well, we go to the city of Ev, and we find some more medicine, and whatever happened, we'll fix it. And then this starts the argument we're going to be having most of this episode with uh, Mr. Jack, in terms of 
was he right or wrong in the actions he took? <laughs> like Donald Trump, wrong, wrong. No, no two ways about it. The guy was wrong, and it already starts off on the. Albeit, I understand, but pervy, uh, you know, jumping point. And and they didn't say, but these are kids, right? These are teenagers. They're supposed to be teenagers, yeah. Right. Not so like kids. 16, like. Yeah, but I mean, shit, I'm 36. They're kids to me. They could be my kids. They're, you know, 16, 17 years old, which is, they're under 20. Let's put it that way. They're somewhere between 15 and 20. Yes. Um... Because, you know, he's in a bar drinking beer. Again, his, the rules, this is not a, this isn't America or Western Western society. Not even in our dimension, probably. But, but still, he's just in the bar drinking beer. And, you know, people think she could possibly be a prostitute. Like, well, damn, how, you know, damn. <laughs> so, anyway, she's rightfully and understandably distraught and not exactly up for uh, any any conversations so the jester juggler um back to the uh, wagon trail he peeks out sees a sees the wizard's guard he takes him and the old lady to go i guess go talk to him lucas immediately gets into you know grabs the hilt of his sword and and, and is ready for action she looks like oh here we go again he's like what do you want me to do she's like i don't know don't you know murder anybody don't butcher anybody he's like what if they're looking for me? She says they think you're dead. He says, "Well, I'm out of here, so they don't discover that I'm that I'm not." Let's go. And he says, "I know the wizard's gonna take me home or send me home. I'm I'm going to the, no. I'm sorry. The guards can take me to the wizard, and he can you know help me out." And she's like, "I guess this is where we say goodbye." And he's like, "I guess or I think he said that." And she's like, "Yep. All right. Peace." He rolls out, and he sees the guard coming. He bounces. Inside, Toto starts uh, whimpering and like ears perked up and like super anxious. Looks like he's about to bolt. She's like telling him like, "Chill, I know what you're thinking. Don't do it." <laughs> well, he did it. He takes off, and she follows him just in time because the Amon and the Knights Guard, or I'm sorry, the. Uh, the wizard's guard is coming, and she sees him, but he doesn't see her, and Lucas comes and pulls her away behind a thicket, tells her to shush. Eamon and the guard check the cabin, or check the uh, the last wagon car that they weren't just on, and he's kicking some stuff around. He's like, find her, find the girl, she must die. And he's like, Dorothy's like, why does he want me dead? And Lucas like, because the wizard wants you dead. So that throws her entire plans of going to see the wizard to get help completely out of uh, out of whack. And uh, yes, yeah. yeah. So next, and scene, it was funny to me that ahead. like, oh, I'm sorry, it was funny to me with this scene because of the fact that he was pretty matter of fact about it. He wasn't going to sugarcoat it. Like, yeah, he must be there because he wants you dead. You know, not everyone is in this pacifist thing you're throwing out of. Well, Let's it was. Just talk. I took it more of, well, he, he works for the wizard. He doesn't do. The, that guy's the wizard's guard. He doesn't do anything right. on his own. 
Right. He, he works at the behest of the wizard. So if he wants you dead, it's because the wizard wants you dead. I'm just confused why Dorothy, for someone, and again, maybe it goes like you were saying with the kids, to her age. She's in this new world. She's assuming the worst of Lucas, but everyone around her wants to kill her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what, I mean, I can't, I can't blame her for, because the guy that she knows and is getting close with, um, that she scrutinizes him more. Because she's getting to know him. She knows, he knows nothing, so who knows what his past was like. He can't even, he can't even lie to her. And she figure out, like, oh, he's lying. Because he goes, I don't know, I don't remember. And, I mean, obviously, it seems like he's telling the truth as far as the amnesia goes, but then her imagination can run all kinds of wild. With everybody else, it's the hope of, hopefully they can help me, and you're just, yeah, I think that's just human nature. It's like how, how you treat your family worse than you ever would, you know, strangers or, or just regular friends, because, you know, they they're not going anywhere. They can't just walk out of your life. They're your family. So you get to say and do be a, more of a jerk to them, I guess. It's kind of what I liken it to. Uh, we head out to the uh, to Emerald City, and there's a gathering in the square or whatever, and people are kind of pr- frantic and pant- panicked. And the wizard and Anne, his what would you call Anne? Well, I would Anna, I would guess Anna. like yeah, what would you call yeah her? Anna. What do you mean like a priestess? Or? Yeah, I, I called her. I called them because she everybody that had that garb on priestess last week. Uh, but yeah, I would agree with you on that. Right, but she she's clearly the ace one, or at least that's what she's she'll end up being, and and especially after this episode, he'll probably have a lot of faith and trust in her now. So his his inside priestess, his his confidant priestess, just uh, yeah. I would say uh, I would say she's probably at this point like the assistant because yeah. the the woman the the black woman right uh-huh. now is his like He's the chief number priestess. one right hand ace boom coom type priestess yeah right. She knows uh, the science. She knows the magic. She knows the technology. She's studied for you know however long. But it seems with his current chief priestess, she's more aligned with the magical sign and reading the signs, and the Anna is more aligned with the actual aligning of the text versus the science. Mm. Because she, you know, we'll, we'll get to it in a moment, as far as, like, reading meteorology, they were very skeptical of her, but, you know, as we saw, that was just basic science. That wasn't magic or... I guess it was magic because it was tied into the what was going on with the, with East's house, but you know we'll get to it. Um, so he notices these three women on the knee, the knee cap part of his one of his giants, um, and he's you know what what somebody tell me speak what are they doing what are they doing what's happening? Because again, the, you know most of the town is is now out there watch has gathered in the square to watch what. With what was going on to find out what's happening so she tells him 
Oh, how did they get up there without ropes and with no one seeing them? He's asking his his, his priestess. And Anna, Anna's like, uh, people are saying they flew. Like people, townspeople and the people that witnesses say they flew. And he's like, you know, like magic? Uh, because remember, he banned magic 20 years ago and outlawed it in, in, in Oz and especially in Emerald City. Um, so they're up there doing, waving around and gyrating and, 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 you know, whatever. And Anna's observing and she goes, yeah, they're up there doing a ritual. He's like, a ritual for what? They start, the women, the three women start raising into the air. And she goes suicide and turns her head and they drop. And it was almost as if they were, because I thought they were just going to hit the ground and splat. But it's almost as if this spell was like a hanging spell. And you heard, you know, the crunch of, or the snap of, you know, spinal cord and neck bones. And they all hung in there, like, with their, as if they were hanging by a rope. Like, the positioning in there, you know. And people in the townsfolks ran away screaming. Ah! You know, they just witnessed three ladies fall four or five stories and magically get hung. And so, oh boy, this is uh, trouble for Emerald City and trouble for the wizard, whose explicit rule has been clearly, of no magic, has been clearly violated. And it's a double shot from last week because everyone lost their minds when they saw the the ceremony of the, of the lost witch. Mm-hmm. And now they've seen this and they're like, well, guess the wizard ain't crap right now. Yeah, I mean, just because a couple people... Get because, his, remember, like he says later, his reign is absolute. If he says there's no magic, there will be no magic. Right. So to see this happen, and like, okay, how is the wizard going to respond? Right. But, uh, yeah, just because a couple people, some people get murdered over the weekend, you know, in a particular town or part of town, I, I you know, it's not, people aren't going, oh, I guess the laws don't matter, you know, I guess cops ain't shit no more. You know, it's like, okay, some stuff happened. Let them, let them respond and give them, a, give them a chance, towns folks. Jeez, that's all. Uh, we we come back and Lucas and Dorothy and Toto are just walking through. It looks like uh, just dead wheat field or something, just out in the open, just walking, and. Um, And Lucas is, uh, admits, okay, maybe you are more dangerous, you know, than I, than, than I am. He says, don't worry, everything's going to be okay once we figure out where we're going. She stops in her tracks, Dorothy does, and says, I already have. And off in the distance is the Witch East Castle with the, with the tornado, uh, uh and, and weather pattern still over it. And he's like, you know, are you mad? She's like, well, the wizard isn't going to help me get home. He's not going to help you. He's not going to help, period. So we got to find another way. And he's like, what, to get yourself killed? And she says, uh, I came in a tornado. Maybe I can leave in one. And she starts heading off into the direction of the witch's keep. And he's, Lucas is sitting there just like, look with the, you got to be kidding look on his face. And uh, so back in Emerald City, the wizard's walking with his priestess, two of them, Anna and, and, and another. And Anna and the main one, the chief, the chief priestess, who I guess 
her job is, Anna's job is to study under, so I guess that's why she's, like, shadowing her. Uh, and the chief priestess is like, the terror in the sky, the death of the print witch east, we've been flooded with all kinds of signs that require our analyst analysis uh, to determine, you know, what's going on, when the beast is going to return, and in what form. And, uh, before it lays waste to us all. So she's like, doom and gloom like we're about to die we need to figure it out which is probably the right attitude to take at this point you know they, they know what they're doing they know the signs and the beast within and all that's coming but she's like super doom and gloom in her in her language we need to do something before he lays waste to us all and um so yeah so then uh so he just He's complaining about the women, asking who they are. He gets upset when the chief priestess says the women calls them chaff. Like, we have to separate the, what's the sign, or what's the line? We have to separate oh, the, uh, the weed from the, the chaff. From the chaff. He's like, these women are not chaff. And I thought that was a bit of, I thought that was a, because to me, I, so far, in the first two episodes, I got the feeling that he was kind of an unfeeling asshole mm -hmm. the the wizard but to snap and go those women weren't chaff it's like oh well you're right those those are women that those are human beings that you know deserve to be investigated or or, or what happened investigated in a respectful manner and they need deserve to be respected so i thought that was a i i just you know he got some cool points for me for for that line little bit yeah I, I agree and then when later on when we talk about his part of his origin story and how it parallels the original wizard of oz mm -hmm. it makes sense that he would have uh, a, an eye for people who are seen as the unfortunates or the you know beneath regular society yeah excuse me so yeah those women are not chaff um chief priestess she just wants to get to the science or get to the signs so she shows him a pattern that was in a in, in the west in a, in a like a field it it's the same symbol that's that appeared in 1378 when the beast when the beast uh came in the form of fire and um how long did it take to come? When the two moons became one. And he's like, well, that's in, you know, that's in eight days. So they've got, uh, she's, and again, her wording. He's uh, he goes, that's in, and the chief priestess goes, eight days until, until the beast within incinerates forever. us all. The beast forever incinerates us all. Like everything, when she's talking about the beast ends with murders us all, kills us all, incinerates us all. Like, she is not a positive uh, patty at all. No. And in the background, Anna's, like, clearly, like, not exactly buying. But, boy, I, I really like Anna because she's super diplomatic. And she goes, if I may, since I'm new and lacking in wisdom and therefore useless to your aid, talking to the chief priestess, can I be spared to help the wizard? 
right? So, and, and then she gets the wizard alone and basically says, she's wrong. Not about the timing, but about what the form the beast is going to take. And... But but the way she went about getting the priest, uh, getting the wizard alone to talk to him was just awesome to spare the chief priest's feelings and like any disrespect or or feeling that she's getting usurped or this young rookie coming in and and you know. I like it because she's fumbling with the book while she says it, so it's not like she's coming off as being flippant or feigning it. It comes off as her being legitimately like right. kind of nervous asking a question. Like, look, from so my like, studies, from my interpretation of the books, from the text, from the math, you know, here's what I think. It wasn't, yeah, just, no, I know everything. I can just, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, yeah, You're, you know, good, good call. So she gets him alone, and she's, uh explains that, you know, she thinks uh, Elizabeth is wrong, the chief priestess. He's like the death of the mistress. The death of the mistress East leaves the weather in chaos. She continues, "It's going to snow tonight." That's all it means. He just laughs in her face because apparently it's the sun season, you know, summer. So he goes, mm-hmm. "You've been here, yeah." After laughing at her, at laughing at her suggestion uh, or theory or whatever, you've been here for a few days. Uh, yet you're contradicting my most talented councilwoman. She goes, second most talented. Ho-ho! And that's when the pride comes in. A little bit, you got to bow up she, a bit. Yeah, she got this smirk on her face. And was like, you don't need to do an autopsy to find out, figure out where these three women come from. Because they were like, uh, basically in like the morgue. And the three bodies were laid out. And all of their fingers and fingertips were black. And that's what she was pointing out. And then they go to Mistress West. Uh, you know, basically the Courtney Love of, uh, of 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 the witches council, you know, the Cardinal Witches Council, and the druggy uh, uh, prostitute madam. Um, she's dipping her fingers in what is that? I mean, I know it's opium or poppy or whatever, but what form? Like she, there was some. She made a tea. It, of it feels like it, it. I think it was like a tea that she's like rubbing across her like lips, in a form of like opium like paste well it was a liquid but it had like a what looked like it was a paper towel stuck like stuffed into it or or maybe it was just the leaves or or but poppy isn't exactly a flower whatever so she's like dipping her fingers in it and it's just they're just super dark and black and stained with the with the dark essence of opium i guess but opium is is white it's milky white so Whatever they, however they're refining it or, or doing it, I'm not up on. You know, I'm into drugs and stuff, but you know, <laughs> I, I have to, I have to, you know, draw the line somewhere. And opiates and and, and the thing and, and the like <laughs> are not uh, uh, not in my wheelhouse, so I don't know all the forms that you can. Uh, I remember finding out you can snort and smoke heroin. I was like, oh, you don't just shoot this stuff. Like, no, no, you can do a lot with it. So, yeah. Um, so, apparently, in in Oz, in their opium dens, you don't, they're not big on smoking it like you would see, like, in, uh, in, um, like, in, not ancient China, but just, like, China, China. I mean, sure, it was old, centuries ago, but not exact, not, like, thousands of years ago, China. 
I wonder, because back in the day, it wasn't until colonial era where smoking things became became popular because they they encountered obviously the indigenous folks in the in the west in north and south america north south and central america and tobacco and smoking tobacco is where it's it's how it got to the east or back across you know to the uk and stuff because they saw it oh snap this tobacco is great it makes you feel good and all that kind of stuff so they took up smoking so just naturally Everybody goes, well, what else can you smoke? So opium was one of those things that was done in these all these different forms. And I think this is a nod to where they are as far as our timeline goes. Because, again, it wasn't until the post-New World stuff, so we're talking 1500, and then 200 years later when smoking and stuff like that became popular across... Europe again. I could be off by fifty hundred years or whatever, but I think I have the basic timeline down. So I think this is a nod to yeah, they don't do smokables yet. So if you were to put that on a, you know, like well, where does that lay overlay with us? It's like yeah, probably about sixteen hundred or so before uh, before smoking became because like anything, especially back then with no internet and no mass media or anything you know it just takes a while you got to see people doing it word of mouth and you know so that kind of thing takes generations to catch on everywhere so that was just my my observation like yeah they're still doing like liquid opium they're haven't even gotten to the point of smoking it yet so yeah and i didn't want to get into the rabbit hole of time travel and interdimensionality but mm-hmm. when we do a show like this you have to yeah. they mentioned that the last time the beast forever showed up was 1378 or something like that so no 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 no. the last time it showed up was 20 years ago yeah but the paper she had the parchment well, of it the said last 1378 time it, yeah the last time it took it left that symbol was there okay. was, was the time it showed up in 1378 and it took the form of fire so they're just going back in the records, showing them. Well, when was the last time this sh- this symbol was associated with the de- with the beast forever? Oh, well, thirteen seventy eight. But it has made you know you would imagine dozens of appearances since then, and we know of one which was twenty years ago. That makes sense. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I conflated the two. Sure, sure. <clears throat> um. So yeah. So the. This is probably the scene of the show here. Okay, it doesn't go right to it. But the witch East gets a messenger. It's like, hey, the, the Wizard of Oz has requested your uh, your audience. And then they cut back to Lucas and Dorothy, who, in a very Game of Thrones-style <laughs> booking storytelling, <laughs> are, like, right up the street from the castle now. Yeah, they they have like four two forty. Did you see the distance when she uh, a couple of minutes ago goes? He's like, uh, we'll sort it all out when when we figure out where we're gonna go. And then she goes, nope, I figured it out. And they look in the distance, and you're like, oh, she wants to go to the witch's east castle. And I'm thinking, oh, hmm, next week when they get there, that'll be interesting. Nope, <laughs> two scenes later, they're walking up to the front door uh, <laughs> to encounter. The guardian, basically, 
the swordsman of of the uh, former now dead witch of the east, uh, now protector of the castle. Um, and he immediately is like, "Are you coming here to loot or steal?" And she's like, "No, we're you know we're just uh, what did she say? Uh, we oh we come for shelter." He's like, to loot, I see. To steal. He's like, no, we wouldn't do that. He's like, your lives yeah, it, must be taken. In my, my, I, your lives I must take and my mistress steed, faith and fealty to the end. And then he pulls his sword out to and comes to attack. Lucas pulls his sword out to defend. Dorothy tries to step in front, throws her hands up. Her gauntlets reveal themselves, sparkling and shining and glistening in the sun. Uh, the swords, the, the protector of the of the house immediately recognizes them and it's like you wear the elements. Uh, my mistress's gauntlets, and she's like, yes, yes, I do. And as she's like looking at them in like astonishment, and he goes, "Are you my new mistress?" She looks at Lucas, looks back down at her gauntlets, looks at the the, the guardsman of the house, and goes. Yes, I am. Yeah, this is where this is the only part of the episode I felt was a little too much like an '80s comedy because she's like, "All right, I'm gonna pretend to be this thing," and you've seen it. It's a, again, like you mentioned before, with tropes. We've seen this a million times. Someone gets mistaken identity and they just play along and hope you don't find out. Mm-hmm. Oh, only in this case, you she could have played dumb longer and gotten the information she needed, and instead she decided to drop the truth at a far too inopportune time. But, I mean, we'll get there. But I don't that, know. That, I that, think that, it all worked out in the in the way... Because he... She had the dumbfounded look like, yes, I am your new mistress. Somebody says that to me, I go, okay, you don't even know? So clearly you're not, Stab. You know, but he, you know, he. she's wearing the gauntlets. That's all he knows. Or that's all he right. cares about. She's wearing them. She has control over the, the elements. And whether she's dumbfounded by how they work or, or, or the fact that they appeared when she wasn't expecting them to, it, it's, yeah, yeah, you don't expect everybody to read facial and body language, I guess, all the time. He's going by, oh, wow, gauntlets, you must be my new mistress, let me bow down. Because he's got, um, he's got, uh, you know, certain things, guidelines and whatever that he has to abide by. He mess around with the wrong mistress and and go, are you really my mistress? She snap her fingers, like, how dare you doubt me? And he's in the prison of the abject, rolling around, you know, in the mud in agony. So I'm sure he's of the mind of just follow, follow instructions, ask questions, maybe later. So again, she hesitates and goes, yep, I'm your new mistress. And uh, and they come back, and Jack and Tip have reached the city of Ev, which uh, looks like a pretty cool, progressive city. Has some really yeah. uh, some really neat monorail, like public trans uh, uh, systems here. Like 
you know, trolley cars or whatever on a on a fit on fixed rails above the city you- on the buildings, almost like Minority Report, just way old timeier than you know Minority Report. Yeah, it's like a uh, steampunk paradise here, as far as the setting. And yeah. did you notice the balloon ride sightseeing tour banner? No. As they do the establishing shot of the that opening scene of the city, there to your right is a green balloon sign that says sightseeing. Yep, I see it. See the world. I see it. So that oh, yeah. that's that. I like that touch. I like that a lot. What's that? Grinder? Okay. Something grinder? Coffee grinder? Yeah, I tried to zoom in, but, you know, obviously, it's easier. Oh, uh, Schmidt, Schmetter Grinder. Hmm. So, I Wonder think it's just like a metallurgist, because it's got, like, pictures of scissors and uh, pliers and oh, knives okay. and stuff. So, yeah, the blacksmith probably of some sort. Or yeah. Metallurgist, like you said. So yeah, so it's a hustle and bustle. It looks like a bit of an industrial town. They go into a restaurant, bar, tavern, and uh, she's like eating a bowl of stew or gruel or something. Um, He's drinking a beer, having some soup or whatever. And... Stealing another peak? Stealing another peak, and... He's like, look, I know you're not used to this food, but you're going to have to get used to it because everything's going to be different. She's like, she agrees, like everything, yeah. And then yeah, you know, he has to get his little glance down, and she's just, you know, living, you know, she's a boy at heart. She lived her life as an, as a boy, and does not feel the the stares at her chest, her little cleavage she got poking out. And it's, again, as I said last week, an, an impressive cleavage. I mean, it is very nice. <laughs> now, my issue is, with the transformation, I didn't know the magic spell would come with a bra. Well, she's 16. They sit up like that naturally. There's a bra. <laughs> because the first time they show Jack stealing a peek, you could see the bra. Mm, it's an undergarment. I don't know if it's. Uh, oh, there's, but why would Tip need an undergarment? He had. Remember, he had the deepest of V's. Chest. You even com- <laughs> you complained about the deepest of V's. The only person who had a deeper V than he did is Oscar Isaac and Ex Machina. <laughs> um. So. Yeah. So he 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 says I'm going to go find an herbalist and uh, ask around for an herbalist, and she snaps at him. You know, to like get moving. Uh, here comes the waitress, and she gives her. She takes the basket of bread away and gives her a tip. Unless you're going to be making making. Wait, what's the line exactly? She says, "Yeah, unless you're going to be making, planning on making money with them, I, I advise you to uh, quit, stop advertising them." And she gives a glance down at her chest. And Tip looks down and realizes, like, oh, crap, and covers up and, like, runs away because all the, like, dudes at the bar were, like, snickering and stuff. And she goes to run out, but she has to, you know, just take a piss real quick or something. She she wants to go to the bathroom, and she has to, oh, crap, which one, you know, I almost naturally went to the boys' room, but 
and the men's room, you know, and what she goes into the, the ladies' room, splashes her face with water, tries to rub the girl face away with a towel. <laughs> like, literally, like it's a mask that'll come off if she just scrubs hard enough. But she's just having a breakdown. She's super shook, super nervous. She woke up a girl a day ago, and now is, you know, got to worry about dudes staring at her tits. Uh, so she runs out and front. She- she hasn't dealt with the equipment issue of, like, how to go to the bathroom, even. Like, I thought that was going to be the issue. Like, I didn't realize until she looked in the mirror and had the breakdown. It was more, I just need to get away for a second. Yeah. Because that's going to be a problem. I don't think so. I mean, it's, you sit down, you pee, and you wipe yourself. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be this big, like, how how does this work? Not that how does this work. I thought it's, like, this thing of, like, what does my body look like now? Because your entire body is different. Yeah. It isn't just yeah. that she has boobs. She even said, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And she gets into that a little later. Um, if anything, I would think it'd be the opposite. Like a girl waking up a guy. Like, what the hell? Like, what do I do with this? Like, how to like, peeing all over the place. And then going, oh, okay. I, now I understand. It's not, you, got, you know, it takes practice. <laughs> but... <clears throat> I had a I had a girl ask me one time. This might have been in college or something. I remember being young, and her not understanding. Like, so do you have to? Do boys have to be careful, like sitting down, so you don't sit on your balls? <laughs> I was like, uh, n- n- no. <laughs> typically, no. I mean, maybe every now and again, you might have that special person. You know, like. Okay, sure, when you're already sitting, sometimes you gotta re, you know, ugh, let me reposition, because, you know, things aren't exactly comfortable down there, but, no, that is not an issue, guys walk around, think, you know, every time we sit down on a, you know, on a chair or whatever, or on the ground, you gotta, uh, uh, don't sit on your ball, don't, uh, easy, easy, <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah, women, they, 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 you know, they don't know what we're lugging around, they don't know how things work, necessarily, so it was just an innocent like she really wanted to know. So yeah, <laughs> cut back to cut back to the witch east's uh, keep. Yeah, uh, his the swordsman is leading them through the, the castle. Shows them uh, a guy that used to clean the chambers and keep the fires hot, laying there dead because apparently he tried to run away. And apparently you don't run away. That's like death. Is it halftime already on that game? Yes. Crap. Okay. Give me... uh, We're going to go ahead and pause here. And... uh, Alright. So so again, they're uh, getting a tour through the castle... Uh, the swordsman, uh, did he ever get a name? I, I, I think he said it, but it was so quick, I think I missed it. Let me, while you're describing it, I'll look back and see if I can find his name. Yeah, uh, he, they come across a a dead guy laying in the, laying like in the hallway on a, just like on a short step, and he's like, yeah, this guy was in charge of keeping the fire stoked, and, and, um, and something else, and but he tried to run away, and that's death, or that's like a death 
basically a death sentence. Like a if you if you try to run. And uh, mistress, new mistress, and he, that's what he keeps calling her. Oh, running off is a blood crime, and and Lucas whispers in her ear like. What? It's a blood cr- You know, like, we can't even leave this place? And he's explaining to her, Mistress never never spoke of you, but there were whispers of an acolyte, like an assistant. <clears throat> and uh, she lies and goes, Yeah, no, we're, she told. She said it was best to keep, keep my identity and the fact that she was training me a secret. Uh, and... He just wants to know that she died peacefully, and was she there? Dorothy says, I wasn't there, but I heard it was very peaceful. He says, that warms my heart, mistress, new mistress. She's like, uh, you can just call me mistress. And uh, so he's like, your command. So she, she's, he says, take me to the weather room, basically, you know, so we can deal with this tornado. And he's like, have you been trained? She's like, mm, yeah, sure. The elements are yours, proper. She's like, yes, they're mine. Proper. Uh, he also reminds her uh, that if they don't get the weather under control, it will devour the entire castle. Oh, and his name is Sullivan. Sullivan? Mm-hmm. Okay. He looks like a Suleiman. Like, I guess, you know, maybe maybe his folks took a, took a stop in Ireland before... Uh, <coughs> And he's Sullivan? We, were, yeah, we just we, yeah, we just spent all this time last week talking about how they're in great you know, they're so diverse. So yeah, you could have a black dude named Sullivan. <laughs> Sullivan Crenshaw. But if his name is who is Suleiman? Oh, I think I'm thinking of uh Oh, in one of the Assassin's Creed, the one that was took yeah. place in in Constantinople in in, in uh Istanbul. I had, to, mm-hmm. I had to I had to sing the song in my head real quick. Like Wisconsin, what Istanbul, Constantinople. Uh, so yeah, so they're in Istanbul, and one of the uh, one of the characters is uh, like Prince Suleiman, and he was like giving the guy like inside information or whatever. So <laughs> we just got a VIP email from Mark uh, Dutch Mark. <laughs> he just got finished watching the UK tournament, so that's cool. <laughs> Sent it a question. Um, oh yeah, he's having a ball. He sent me a bunch of tweets, and we were both enjoying the fact that uh, Tommy N showed up randomly in a match with uh, uh, Neville. Neville, yeah. Oh jeez. So, all right. So, so Sullivan is giving her the lowdown on what it's going to take to 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 get a handle on this. Uh, on this tornado and get the weather under control. She tells you if she has to go through the purification ritual. Oh, and they keep to settle the weather. And he says, you know, just everything's here. Everything you'll need. And Lucas tries to go in with her. He goes, servants' quarters are down the hall. So Lucas, Didn't even make eye contact with him. Yeah, so Lucas, feeling a little indignant, just walks away like, fine, I'll go to the servants' quarters. Then he says, I am the Mistress Blade. You must surrender your sword. He's looking like, 
mother, you know, like, you want to fight? And then she's like, Lucas, just give him your sword. And they, you know, they, they're two macho swordsman guys. And they're just staring holes at, through each other. And uh, hey, Lucas finally uh, relents and uh, gives up his sword. Uh, Sullivan walks away. And then Lucas is like, look, if you can't do what you say you can, he's going to kill you. And I can't now I can't do anything to stop it. She's like, I don't need you to stop it. All I need is for that tornado to take me as far from here as possible. It's like... I may have lost every thought and memory I've ever had in my head, but I know Reckless is different from Brave. And she's like, look, yep. I'm, I'm going to do it. And she can't stop him. So, here we are. Then we get back to uh, which East Brothel? West, which West Brothel? Courtney Love, which? And the wizard has arrived with Anna. And they're grilling and interrogating which West about, you know, those were three of your girls, three of your whores, basically, that were, you know, that magic was involved. Magic in my town! You know, he's just all in, all, just full of righteous indignation. Magic that I banned! And then she's like, yeah, tragic, I know. I'll need to find replacements. And then she points to Anna. Hey, if you're ever looking for a career change. He goes, magic! I banned it from Oz. I banned it here in Emerald City. Should I awake my giants and make them an exa- make an example of you? And she says, you know, you think I had something to do with it? She says, my council women will discern- determine whether you're guilty or innocent. And then she looks at Anna again and goes, well, you sure picked the right one for the job. And everybody just kind of looks at her like, what's that mean? And she goes, oh, you don't know. Hee hee hee. How amusing. And then Anna goes, know what? It's like, your mother, she worked here before you were born. Well, and after. And But she wanted a better life for you. She gave you up and sent you far, far away. And Anna's looking like, what? Like, huh? What? She's like, and then she takes a sip of her, her opium tea, only to have you return. Ha ha. So, which Wes is just having a great time with this. Like, because she feels, and I understand it, like, you come up in here accusing me of doing magic. I hate magic. I don't, you know, she tells talks later about how much she hates magic. And she's glad it's not, in you. she doesn't have to use it, and it's banned. <clears throat> um... But before she does, she says she, then again, there's the line, and this is the scene of the show, and she goes to Anna, I bet under that robe, you're just as succulent as she was. Yes, she was succulent. Talking about her mother, right? And and the wizard is, he can't jump in and be like, enough, don't, you know, shut up, because, you know, he can't really do anything, especially in the moment. He can't necessarily do anything to shut Witch West up. And she just continues. Um, and yeah, she was succulent. Tasted her myself. So did he, points at the wizard. Anna runs away, like storms off. And then she tells the wizard, don't worry, you can taste her too. You know, like just... just oh, well, when she mentions she's not your daughter. 
She's not yours. Yeah, you can right. taste it. Yeah, yeah. It took me a few watches to to understand what that meant. Like, she's not yours. You know, like, was do you think he was worried? Like, could she be my daughter? I think I honestly thought that's why he was dumbstruck during that whole interaction because he was putting it together in his head who she was. And once that got opened up, it was kind of like, ah. And then she oh, dropped. Oh, so you don't think he even knew necessarily? You're right. No, I'm asking. You don't think he knew necessarily? No, I don't think he knew who she was until she started talking. Okay. And that's what threw him off because I don't think he would have brought her there if he knew. Right, because he knows her. He's been dealing with her for at least 20 years. He knows kind of smart mouth and vindictive. The, the, the episode one, he gave away the, she gave away the pregnancy thing. She, you know, oh, remember, her gimmick is she's like the teller of truths or something. Right. She's like the teller of all that's unknown. So don't take, don't take nobody around this bitch you try to keep shit from. That's basically what I get from her. Because she will know your secrets just inherently because she's a witch and she has unnatural or, or, or supernatural, I should say, powers. And she's just almost required by personality, of law of personality, to tell those truths. So, so clearly now the wizard is mad. Uh, so Dorothy, she's walking through... Like what looks like a, maybe a labyrinth underneath the castle, and she's in what look these long baths, which I guess she has to like swim through and you know get purified. Um, yes, the waters will make Lake Minnetonka right there. Mm-hmm. And outside, Lucas sort of tries to get a conversation going with Sullivan, and but doesn't. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Uh, and then, um, then they show Dorothy in a robe and a head, head, a towel around her head, like, you know, because she just got out the tub, and she's just walking through the lair and checking out all the dresses that she has to wear for this weather-settling ceremony or thing she has to do, and she finally picks the, out of, it was a blue or white, and she picks the red dress, and she looks friggin' awesome, and Lucas is awestruck about how hot she looks. And, I have uh, questions, though. Yeah, yeah. Because we've seen your girl, baby girl, East. Mm-hmm. They are not the same dimension. <laughs> yeah. Which East is like 6'1", you know, a buck 14. Yeah. Dorothy's like 5'6", a buck 14. <laughs> you know, so it's like... But hey, it's magic, you know, like the... The Maybe the gauntlets make the cloth exactly. just adjust they, they can, You saw her walk on water like th- two minutes later. We're about to talk about. You're going to talk about a dress? That's cloth. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that I don't believe. It doesn't seem believable. Uh, it does, it's not sitting right with Rich. <laughs> oh, walking on water and getting voiped up into a tornado? That's all good, but come on. Yeah, I believe She's it. She's a size six fitting in a size two. Nah. Yeah. So Sullivan's like, so Sullivan, uh, after she, you know, Lucas is like, you look good. It's like, like mistress of the Eastern Wood. She's like, most merciful and stern. He gives it a whole title. She's like, yeah, can we just settle this weather thing? So he takes her to the room where the tornado, the epicenter of the, 
of uh, not epicenter, but the tip of the tornado is, and it's surrounded by white milky water with a little platform in the middle, and she's just you know confused. She doesn't know what to do, and he's like. Weren't you trained to, 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 to go through the lake, whatever, and the, the sharpness? And then she puts it together like, okay, what's the actual line? Uh, oh, don't forget the sharpness. sharpness yeah, that sharpness yeah. thing's yeah, just floating in the water. You got this sea creature just waiting to go. Yeah. He's like, surely the old mistress taught you about the, uh, what did he call it? Showed you the lake and the sharpness. And... She asked Lucas, do you think I'm supposed to swim the lake? And then he's like, and then they see the sharpness, and it's like this white lizardy alligator type thing. You don't see the whole thing. You see like the top fins and the scales and the tail. And he's like, why don't you, why aren't you using the elements? So she kind of puts it all together, and she just closes her eyes and steps out into the water. The gauntlets activate and allows her to walk on the water and she walks over to the platform and puts her hand up into the tornado she's wearing like the dress the red dress that the, the witch of the east wore with all the extra fabric and it's just dancing all around her and then again she gets wiped up into the tornado and the tornado for a while at least disappears and lucas and sullivan are a bit confused then we've got back in emerald city or back in the uh the, the witch West territory outside her brothel. Uh, the wizard's like, my name's Frank Morgan. You know, and she's like, what? It's like, my mom didn't christen me the Wizard of Oz. I was a man before I was the Wizard of Oz. She's like, but you control harness lightning, control giants. He's like, yeah, but in my past, I, I, I came to this city or I came to this, this town. I couldn't do any of that stuff. Uh, I came to Emerald City. I had no such, po no such power. Uh, not for a lack of trying. Um, I studied hard. I worked harder. But I just wasn't noticeable. Oh, I desperately wanted to be noticed, but I just wasn't noticeable. Uh, nothing worse for a person that wants to be seen. That just does nothing remarkable for people to look. Like, nah, you're not interesting enough to notice. So, so yeah, it's like, you know, I'm thinking. I'm always thinking about the. Uh, if you ever saw the musical Chicago. There's a number of Mr. Cellophane, mm -hmm. and John Riley sings it about how you can walk right by me, look right through me, and never know I'm there. Hmm. And that's the wizard, basically, before he became the wizard. Right. So he's basically saying that was his past. He was a nobody, uh, but when he got his wizard name, he demanded it. He demanded people called him the wizard and crushed anyone who denied him the name. Basically saying, like, I'm the shit. Your past doesn't define you. And he looked at her. He was like, your mother doesn't define you. And uh, all that matters is what you wish to be. So he gives her like a really good pep talk. Uh, and what you wish to be and how hard you're willing to fight for. it. So he gives her a pep talk of the century here. She wipes the tears from her eyes. And she asks, what does she look like? My mother. He's like, I, I don't remember. And I'm not sure if that was the truth. Like, does he not remember? Because it was, you know, 20, 25 years ago or whatever. Or okay. if he literally, Re like, maybe remembers. He might have loved her in some way. And it's just a little bitter. Don't want to talk about it. I don't, I don't remember. 
And then she's like, good. So she doesn't even care, or she's, you know, bitter, you know, a little bit. Go ahead. Here's where I'm at when it comes to that. Just like we were talking about before with the birth thing, and you were kind of like surprised I saw it that way. I saw it as, and this is where that relationship with Wes comes from. He's been with so many of her girls, he can't remember. Mm. Because if she has that much intimate knowledge of which one of her girls he's been with or not, I'm going to say that the question of, well, did I fall in love with one? I think at the point he became the wizard, he's just about chewing them up and spitting them out, so to speak. And Wes and was kind of his facilitator. And they're supposed to be... Oh, you're saying... The, the, oh, the, the whore, the prostitutes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, not the priestess. Yeah, this wasn't like a pretty woman situation. This was just... Tuesday's girl, and it happened to be her mom. Right. That they that they partied together, probably. Right. Her, him, and that's him. where I'm waiting. I'm waiting for <laughs> Wes to drop the. Yeah, you remember that Thursday, that one night. Mm-hmm. We hit that menage up, and you know, I magically tickled your balls and all that. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, now is not the time. Oh, the wizard! I am the great and powerful boss. Everybody go look like I thought you. I thought you banned magic. Oh, not when it comes to getting your balls like, tickled. Like, huh? Yeah, I was about to say, like when you when you were hanging upside down from my bed, <laughs> I don't remember the magic band being twirled right? about. Right when I was twirling you about, and yeah, with a spell, and yeah, basically, like in Ring World, you know, basically banging in not in stasis, but on the the gravity zero plates, gravity. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so again, she's uh. She seems to be Anna, kind of uh, like re-energized by the pep talk. But they lingered on the wizard a little bit after she walked away. They lingered, and he was like kind of in thought, as if like was he thinking about Anna's mom? Like was he really remembering her? Like I think that was a bit of a lie when he says I don't remember what she looks like. I think later we're gonna he's gonna be like open up a, an old diary or something he hasn't opened up in ten years, and it'll be like a. Do they have pictures? I wonder if they're at that level of technology. Probably. Um, like an old photo or drawing or something, at least, of them two or, or of her by herself with like a flower in her hair or something. Probably super sappy like that. Uh, back to the city of Ev. Tip and Jack walk into probably an apothecary and they're looking around and the proprietor uh, is like, yeah, can I help you folks? And she hands him the almost empty bottle of her medicine. And is like, I need some of this. And he's like, well, do you know what it was? She's like, I've got bad blood. He's like, bad blood? Like the WWE pay-per-view? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, well, she's tips like, well, that's what my guardian said. You know, I, I don't know. He's like, and where is this guardian of yours? She's like, she's. She's dead of old age, Jack chimes in, almost 100 years old. So he gives his little lovey-dovey, sappy story that the, the, the shopkeep would buy. Uh, he's like, well, without her, though, my friend is out of, uh, without of medicine. And he goes to the back, and he's like, well, these country remedies are hard to figure out, but I'll try. So he goes to the back. Tip gives Jack like a, wow, way to go, smile. And I, I really want your thoughts on this next scene where Dorothy ended up. So she's on that platform, 
still the small circular platform that was in like the tornado room but it's outside it's snowing and trees are bare and there's crap strewn about a baby's crib some dolls there's multiple items of clothing stuck in tree branches and floating by that what catches Dorothy's eye is a work shirt uh, like a like a Dickies gas station attendant shirt type though. There's a tennis racket or a badminton racket, and it has a nameplate and it says K Chapman on it. And she picks it up and she realizes obviously that has to be her mother's shirt. And and her mom was in Oz. So she picks she picks the shirt up and you know she's out of the water because she's still surrounded by water. And she's just not sure what to think as she as she reads the Kate Chapman nameplate. And yeah, she's just kind of stuck. And she's like, "Mom, what do you? Where was she? She was still in Oz, right? Like in the West. She was in Oz, and she was in the the wood. I thought she was in the place she started when she got dropped off. Because yeah. remember, it was snowing there. It was snowing, and they and needed the, the coats. Surrounding uh, surrounding area looked very similar when before the, those dudes came in, or the kids came and found her. Right. I thought it was like, uh, especially given what they say in a few minutes, I thought it was like a place where, uh, like the the badlands where you send people to die or because something like that. Because that's where she landed in the first place. Well, where was the police cruiser? You know, I mean, after the head, she had to get to the exact same area, or the exact same spot where she she dropped down in the first uh, the first time. But so this is just remnants of the tornado. She landed there, the car landed there, and other crap that got swept up in that tornado. Clothes, a crib, you know, toys. Right. See, now I took it not just as that tornado, as all tornadoes, like. Other tornadoes may have happened, and that's just that's just the trash bin they put the uh, interloper stuff in. Hmm. Because when he mentions later, he says that the interlopers like that's the place you go where you're not supposed to be there. So that's what I figured. Okay. All right. So we come back. Anna's back to interviewing the individual prostitutes in the brothel. And and she's asking him about the women. She's like, okay, do all the women take poppies? And she's like, most of them, at least every once in a while, just for fun, you know. And she's like, the women that jumped, can you tell me about them? She's like, they were just like the rest, uh, except they were, they, they woke up, they, they wake the old men. Men who couldn't raise the flag, if you get my meaning. And it's like, yeah, I got you. <laughs> so... Um, and then back to which West and the wizard, she's like, look, I didn't do this. I'm a cardinal witch, um, the last of our kind. I have power you can't even fathom. And, uh, she's like, I own, and I own a rundown brothel. Because I hate magic. And she's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I hate magic more than you do. He's like, oh, do you? She's like, yeah. I'm glad you banned it. I'm glad I don't have to use it. 
or I'm glad not to use it. Uh, magic is a drug even worse than the poppy. As she like dips her hand in the, I don't know, maybe that's just water. And she said, talks about all those powerful witches with their powerful spells uh, drowned by the beast. And there I was, and me, you, useless to stop it. Where's the where's the magic in that? Like, so she's just super jaded by the fact that twenty years ago, whatever had whatever it took to get the beast forever in under control, magic wasn't it. It took. I guess whatever the wizard, some kind of technology or in in in, in ingenuity uh, to to stop it, the giants and and all that kind of stuff, but not right. necessarily witches' magic. Maybe another magic, because something controls those giants. We'll we'll find out for sure later. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, so just a heartfelt kind of scene with her, like abhorring magic she clearly i believe her you know she seems like the type like oh that's why you drown yourself in friggin' drugs and sex all day yeah she got ptsd for days Mm-hmm. yep she's she is a damaged uh witch for sure and the fact that her sisters and they're all so different probably doesn't help. She'll have nobody. Like, yeah, they they have an idea of what she goes through. They're powerful and all that stuff, but they're just so different. You can't. Hey, let me call you up on the you know which which phone and you know tell you my problems. Glenda ain't trying to hear that. She's like, oh hoity toity. She's you know stiff upper lip. Just swallow it and you know push it down. Don't even deal with it. Now, see, I can't wait for us. I know in future episodes we'll get that insight to see Glenda because her running that orphanage, I don't think... Like, looking now at West, the fact that she isn't green automatically takes away the default assumption of evil out of her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, when you think about that and then you couple it with Glenda isn't going to be all goody. She's not necessarily goody-goody either. She's clearly a bitch on wheels. You know, she's just and she's power a bitch on wheels that's out of power and out of, you know, she got to do her brown nosing and, su- and sucking up to the wizard. It clearly right. kills her every time she has to do it, but she has to do it. Um, back to Ev, the city of Ev. The shopkeep comes over. He specifically makes Jack wait. Like, nope, I don't need to talk to you. I'm going to just talk to her. And he explains to her, I I can't do this, and by can't, I mean, I won't. She's like, well, and neither will anyone else, and you shouldn't, shouldn't ask them. And she's like, why? She's like, this is a dark elixir. This is, this is, uh, black oh, because magic. you could hang for it. This is a black elixir. It's magic. It disturbs your true nature. He says, my, she says, my true nature? He's like, you're, the, you are the right way now. It's not a side effect of the medicine wearing off. This is what happens when the medicine itself wears off. And she's like, uh, but I'm a boy. Mm, baby girl, you a girl. 
And he, he's like, I've always been a boy. He's like, yes, someone may have wanted that, and they gave this to you to make it like that, but that's not how you were born. This is how you were born. What's under those clothes is how you are. That's your true nature. And Jack is only across the room, so he's, he hears the whole thing. And she turns and is just taking it all in. And that's perfect for me, because since he heard that, he felt like he at least, before he was at the red light, now he's at the yellow light as far as, should I risk it all? Right, right. Like, oh, so that's how you actually are. So I'm not weird and get this, and this, this, I shouldn't be ashamed of this erection that I have, is essentially. Like, I feel like I'm climbing the rope in gym class. And it's cool because you're not my bro. You're my bra. <laughs> so back to the back to Emerald City. You got the wizard looking over the bay or his, out of his castle window or whatever, looking down on his at his giant. Um, and Anna comes and she's like, Anna comes to the balcony, and he's like, uh, just tell me Elizabeth was wrong. Anna says she was, but not about the timing. The beast forever will come when the two moons become one. And then what, he asks. The beast will come and will not take the form of fire. It will be far, far worse. Those girls who leapt to their death, their magic did not come from Mistress West. It came from the beast itself. So which West? Mistress West is exonerated as far as the, in the deaths of those women. Um, so she's in the clear, Anna then tells her, tells the wizard, the beast forever, the beast forever is someone who knows you and is going to exploit your greatest weakness. He's like, I have no weakness. He's like, except for you, you've lost the control of your giants, haven't you? And he's looking like, all oh, like embarrassed. The beast chose those women because the men they serve, men who are impotent, just like the eternal warrior, the beast knows everything. He goes, well, you thought it would sun snow during sun season. You know, just throwing that up in her face. And he goes again, snow. Will that be all, Anna? And just completely dismisses her. He, she says, I don't think you've ever controlled the giants. I think their power's locked up inside the prison of abject. I say, and that's why you wanted it open. I'm saying this for your benefit. And for the benefit of Oz. She, so... And she says, I'll tell, I won't tell anybody, you know, like, don't worry about that. And he goes, he looks at her, like, yep. He doesn't say this, but his eyes said it. You're all right. You won't tell anybody. And <laughs> throws her in the brig. Uh, okay, for a minute, I thought he was going to just chuck her out. Oh, damn. No, 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 no. I was getting nervous because. Anna is way too important. But see, here's the thing. Me, with my own Game of Thrones bias, my assumption was, okay, I just got attached to a really smart character. <laughs> it's a woman. She's about to die. <laughs> You've been so beaten and battered by Game of Thrones the last six, seven years. You, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. So he just threw her in a dungeon. And just locked her away. Like, yeah, you ain't telling nobody. So she's like, okay, I guess... Guess I'm here now. <laughs> Back to yeah. I was waiting to see her do like uh, push-ups or something in the cell. Oh just... my god! Could you imagine they come back? 
to to her three days later. She's like torn her sleeves off her robe. Yeah, she's she got a do rag instead of the so, big yeah, hat. She took her do, yeah, she took her sleeves, formed it into a do rag. No, 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 not even a do rag. Like a backward, like a a scarf, but backwards, like uh, you know, tied in the front, like Aunt Jemima kind of, like super super hood, and. She's like somehow got a homemade jail tattoo, you know, with with, with Oz life <laughs> down her arm. Oh yeah. my god! Oh god! Oz chose me written Oz across her back. <laughs> with 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 the statue of the giant, one of the giants, like tattooed on her. Yeah, I didn't choose the Oz life. The Oz life chose me. <laughs> so back to the witch East Keep tornado over over the building. Reappears, shoots her back down into the tornado room. I, uh, Lucas and and Sullivan, mistress, the weather. You didn't settle the weather. She's like, I can't. She's like, of course you can. You have the elements. She walks back across the water. You walked across the sharpness. You have the elements. Of course you can. And then she holds up the uh, the work shirt. He asks, where'd you go? She says, how did this get here? And he says, you went to the wrong place. You picked the wrong object, mistress. The remnants will not settle the weather, she says. These ops- And then he says, these objects belong to the interlopers who never belonged in Oz. She's like, I know this person. He's like, that's not possible. This be- belonged to the interloper. How did you see this person? The- what did he say? The wizard... It belongs to the interloper. The wizard of Oz brought the interloper here himself to send her back how could you have seen this person and then she like admits she's my mother she's like then you are no mistress you are an interloper too and put and draws his sword on her and and lucas is there to fight him off but but sullivan gets the advantage puts the sword to his throat and tells her you know uh you know tell me the truth or the swordsman dies um, is this what you did to my mistress? She says, no. He's like, lie, loot and steal. She's like, no, tell me or the swordsman dies. She's like, she killed herself. I lied. She didn't go peacefully. And he's like, she didn't go peacefully. And that's when he just goes full. Yeah, she's like, no, it wasn't. And the entire time that, uh, that this scene is happening, that she got back, the, the building is shaking, the wind and tornadoes taking over and trying to destroy the castle. So he's he starts like to break down, and she's like, "It's over. I'm sorry. Just please don't hurt him." He drops the sword, sits down in the in, in on the st- on the step. Lucas grabs his stuff, his sword, and their stuff, and they book. They haul ass out of the uh, out of the uh, castle as. The ceiling's like caving in and things are falling and everything's shaking. Toto's with running. She, she calls for the dog. They run out. They get a, you know, 50, 100 feet away from the uh, building. See, this is how, this is what happened when you were talking earlier about how they get there so quick. In the time it took for that storm to take away the innermost chamber, they sprinted about seven miles. I mean, they had to get out of the castle and then get a, at least a block or two away from the castle. Uh, to be and then up a mountain. Well, not that. I mean, it was relatively flat. I mean, it wasn't. You know. Well, look at the scene when you watch. Because I'm gonna rewind it here. Yeah, let me 
when you look at where they were in relation to where they are, they had to go up a valley. Mm. See, I'm looking at... Look, pause it right now. Yeah, you see how... I'm just saying, pause it it when you see the tornado. Oops, I hit seven seconds back. Um... Oh wait, out. never mind. Never mind. I'm. I was thinking about the old scene. Yeah, you see. Right. Yeah, when they put through the wide screen, yeah. it's yeah, it was flat. It's flat. So yeah, so it's the only the innermost part though that blows up and goes up into the tornado. I, I wonder what the significance of that is. Like the entire right. castle didn't didn't uh, blow up. So I'm betting, you know, especially because they did those scenes of things you see in the future and she's kind of a little more sophisticated i'm believing that all that stuff got sucked to the interloper dump that that spot and she's gonna and she's gonna need to come back there and find whatever the item is she should have picked the first time to control the weather Hmm. well he said you went to the wrong place and picked the wrong item the wrong thing yeah so i think she needs she only went I, i don't know maybe her subconscious took her there but she needs to Consciously, like, try not to go there. Go to, go let just let the gauntlets take you where you need to go, and then you'll probably be able to figure out what the item is you need to, to take. Obviously, it's not a dumbass work shirt, right? Uh, so I'm back, a- so back at the outside of the castle, they're sitting on the ground, just kind of looking at you know and taking in what just happened. The the cloud storm is still above them, but no no more tornado. It's just kind of hovering above the castle, and they're. Uh, wiped out, and he's like, you know, you were right. You are far more dangerous. Or she says, I am far more dangerous than you are. She says that to Lucas. My mother was in Oz, Lucas. My mom was in Oz, as she she uh, clasps the work shirt. And he's like, we'll find you the answers. She's like, my answers were here, and now they're gone because of me. And he's like, Oh, wait, let's see what the actual dialogue. The wizard wants me dead. He's like, well, how much are those answers worth, he asks. And uh, they look into each other's eyes. Whimsical music plays. She gets up and walks towards the road. And he's like, where are you going? She's like, to talk to a wizard. To see a wizard. And she heads back to the bricked, bricked road. And back to back to Emerald City, all the priestess are hovered are uh, uh, clustered around. Elizabeth, the chief priestess, is still giving her giving her theories on what needs to be done. Wizard then looks over to the window, walks over to it, and realizes. It's snowing. Snow is coming in through the wizards. She's like, on behalf of the High Council, we advise you animate your stone giants immediately. He's before we all burn. Again, she can't get a line in without ending it with doom and gloom. <laughs> before we all burn. Like, just to remind you, we're all going to be incinerated and died and crushed and stomped and pillaged. And, she and she's walked. saying it with the group 
she's not like doing it how Anna did it, where it's a private council. She's no, like, no, 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 no. They well, walked away from the pri- the council and up. Oh, the and stairs, she's going up the stairs. And That's right. then when he yeah, realizes it's snowing, she's behind him, still saying, "You know, get your giants. Let's do this." He's ignoring her because it's snowing, and he's like, "Holy shit!" Anna was right. Anna in her dungeon sees the snow coming through her uh, barred windows, and she's doing some sit-ups. She's in there, you know, just, you know, getting her calisthenics on. Uh, she got a face tat. Uh, Somebody's holding her pocket. She's got some cigarettes under the toilet. <laughs> Elizabeth looks around. It's like, what the hell? And then it finally gets into the inner inner area where the rest of the council are. And they're just dumbfounded. Just like, what the hell's going on? It's the middle of sun season. Um yeah, so now back to the Witch East Castle out front where they were sitting, and Eamon and his crew walk up, and he finds a bottle of the prescription meds that Dorothy had in her bag or in her pocket that must have uh, fallen out. So Now, I'm assuming, obviously, in Oz, we can read, so I'm assuming English is English. So, do you think he can read that prescription? He'll he'll be able to sound out the words, yes, but he won't know what they mean. Some okay. of them he'll, are obvious, like I just mean the you know, you know the the medicine-y, the, the the words, and they're more difficult than this. But acetaminophen, like he doesn't know what acetaminophen is. He doesn't know what hydrochlorodoxyphil is or whatever the hell's in that poison. Sorry, you know, medicine. You know, he so he'll be able to read. He'll probably put two, like, this is some sort of, you know, I think he'll think she's probably some kind of witch or, or, or something. These are magic pills. Or maybe not. Maybe he'll just know that they're something that's beyond him. Plastic? I mean, just the, the container that it's in should be. Can he even get the childproof? You know, lock open. <laughs> the next scene is just going to be the the bottle busted open with all the pills strewn about because his dumbass couldn't figure out how to <laughs> figure out how to get the top <laughs> off the lid. He uh, just pulls his sword out, stabs it, slices it down. down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or just stomps on it or something. Uh, back in the city of Ev, Jack is searching for for Tip. She ran off. Uh, She's at the top of, uh, like, on the third or fourth floor, hanging out on the balcony. He runs up to, 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 to talk to her. He's like, why did you run off like that? I've been looking for everywhere for you. She says, it's a joke. Everything. My whole life. Me. Everything. She says, what do you mean? She's like, this is me. This, these, grabs her her boobs, her, I've always been this, I was born this, and he goes, no, that's this is crazy, why would mom be, it's like, why does anyone do anything, you're still Tip, he says, really, I'm Tip, she responds, because Tip thought if he ran away, maybe if he just got closer, got clear of that place, maybe he could find a life. He's like, we can still do that. She says, you can. 
And he grabs her. It's going to be all right. She's like, stop doing that. Everything's not going to be okay. Someone took me, stole me. The worst part, I'm still here. He takes off his his bag, unravels uh, 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 cloth, and it's the knife that she didn't want him to steal from Monby. Monby. It's like, no, no, no. It's like, I stole it for us. We can sell the emeralds. We can stay together no matter what. And she just shakes her head no. And then he just goes in, grabs her face, and kisses her. And she's hey, like, what the hell? What are you doing? It all. He's, yeah, so she's like, what, what the hell? What are you doing? He's like, I, I don't know why I did that. She pushes him. You can't do that. He's like, I'm trying. He's like, you of all people. She pushes him again. This isn't me! She screams and shoves him super hard. He goes falling backwards, breaks the railing of the balcony they're on, and plummets to his death. Yeah, she straight up, like, proved she still had Tip's strength. No, but to be honest, I think Ozma is stronger than Tip. I was say, the girl is way physically bigger Tip, than Tip. Yeah, Tip, Tip was definitely like... Taller, even. He was, he was like a refugee from somewhere. Yeah, and I think that's Ozma. the that's they used the, whatever the technology was to get Chris, uh, what's his face, uh, Captain America, slim down. <laughs> they used that on Tip and like overcompensated. Yeah. Uh, so she she, she gets to the edge of the balcony, looks down, and sees his you know splattered body on on the snow covered ground below. And they uh, they give a preview for next for next week. Um, which looks like we're going to get to see Dorothy use her gauntlets in a magical way. And the narrator says, still discovering her powers. And she's like doing cool stuff. Oh, and then her and Lucas kiss. And a giant, one of the giants is animated and walking around. So that's something to look forward to. And then there's an explosion. And then someone slices through... Uh, it looks like a giant but it's like regular man size so I'm not really sure what to think about that so yeah it was all awesome it's a nice setup for next week yeah so so episode uh, three uh, week two does not fall off there was no story low it's all action all forward progress and 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 really entertaining uh fun hour that 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 left me wanting uh, waiting and wanting more oh good green bay is up nice um so yeah go ahead oh no i was just gonna say same i i'd probably give it i gave it a seven and a half last week mm-hmm. same thing this week I think we gave it high. Nothing. I think we gave it like eight and a half, nine or something. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was eight. Yeah, okay. So I would give this one seven and a half, eight. Yeah. Because it, it it did a good job. But I, I still had some questions about where they're going to go as far as Jack now. Because if he's Jack Pumpkinhead, like in the book, they is she going to reanimate him? And that's going to be creepy because that, you know, dude dead. He, he took a fall. She, how does she do that? I mean, he's down there dead. She doesn't know magic. No one in the town is probably going to, that she can just go to, like, hey, can you reanimate my friend? I think he's dead. I mean, I know I know you 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 read the book, but I'm just going to go by, like, hey, man, he's there splattered on the ground. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't I'm not going to. 
So. Yeah, he's done. Like, that's... I don't know what she's going to do. Because like, at this he point... Does haunt her? Like, is that how they keep him as a character? Not haunt her as in, like, terror, torments her, but just, like, he's still there in some kind of spirit form or some kind of something guiding her, helping her. Like, I know you didn't murder me. I know that was an accident, but, you know, so I'll help you here and I'll be in your ear. Sort of like Balthamus in, in his Dark Materials. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was uh, in Will's ear on his shoulder, like, you know, turn left, go right. You know, I'm here, Will. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. Or even if it was something like whatever magic or whatever turned her into Tip, now that it's off, maybe she has power, and it's like a little bit of the abortion where she can see a world that others can't. Hmm. Maybe squirt some of that medicine in them. The, the last bit of, uh... Yeah, have him start moonwalking. <laughs> last bit of that medicine. Let him wake up with some tits. See how he feels. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, they can go, yeah, they've got a bunch of places they can go at this angle so how does it feel jack yeah grope him grab him by the pussy how's it feel huh oh man <laughs> we had that juice oh my god that oh I that would be oh leave the house yeah he would probably like i have to call the police yeah it's me again. I, I did it to myself, Bigly. <laughs> Bigly. So, um, yeah. So I guess that does it for this week. Um, you know, we yeah, kept it sort of under two hours. <laughs> again, yeah. and uh, still gonna what? Yeah, yeah, two hours. Um, yeah. Again, we'll work every week to try to keep these. Uh, not so long but again if you made it through the entire episode thank you uh, you can shoot us some feedback you can uh, tweet the show at South Congress that's Congress with a K you can find us on Instagram on at, at South Congress Podcast you can find my personal Twitter at Trav Lord and your Twitter uh, Rich at r.deuce r-d-o-t-d-e-u-c-e so yeah so if you got questions or comments or, or, or just want to keep the conversation going about the show, find us on one of those platforms. And feedback is always, it's the lifeblood of shows like this. If we don't know how we can improve or, you know, what we're, if we're doing something that's not that great or if we're doing something great that you want more of, a style, a form of recap, I don't know what it could be, you know, you guys are podcast listening vets so let us know what you want what you want to hear uh, and find us at any of those locations on twitter uh, if you go to southcongress.com again that's congress with a k you can uh, find all the social media contacts there including our email so whether you get this uh whether you find you stream or download this show from itunes or soundcloud or stitcher wherever your podcasts live go and rate the show and leave us some feedback there if you haven't already like for our flash show or for uh, the preacher show um, yes again feedback 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 we need that in our lives 
And if you have a question, we'll do a question answering session at the beginning or end, maybe. Uh, so, again, tweet us a question or a comment or a theory where you think they're going, and uh, and we'll discuss it. Any, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, any, any parting words, Rich? No, I, ho- I hope more people definitely... Not only tell your friends about the podcast, but obviously tell them about the show. Yeah. Because I think if we're taking the time to do it and you're taking the time to listen, this is a good show. Yeah. And I think the more people that can spread that word of mouth, you might not have time on a Friday, but you have DVR, yeah. or you have, if you have cable, the NBC app, yeah. or if you're nefarious, you got the you got, Panamanian you, dude that can yeah. send you a couple of links. You got your Swedish, Swedish link. You know, I mean, this is uh, 2017. You can, you can find the damn show. <laughs> but watch it on the if you can watch it official on officially watch it official because the NBC app is free if you have cable for most of the or or go to NBC.com it's there too you don't have to watch yeah. it through the app so it's and they're available. very excited they're trying to sell it to people and they're trying to make each episode available on there so mm-hmm. listen to Travis absolutely so uh, until next week. This has been the South Congress Fan by Fan Show, uh, week two, episode three of NBC's Emerald City, entitled Mistress, New Mistress. Uh, I'm Travis Bryant, that's Ricky Fan. Talk to you guys next year. Fail at taking it to rhyme the game. Don't them whack pony get no playing our homes. You need to not get nappy with me, or else we gon' relax your mind. Let the conscience yo, free. Yo, where my Wall Street niggas? If you're up in the stands, go. Ooh, 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 to my women that'll throw their hands against their coke ass man, go. Ooh, ooh,